Welcome to the new TV Gold podcast from Media Week's Andrew Mercado and James Manning, a podcast for people who love great television. The new episode of TV Gold, Andrew Mercado, welcome back. Hi there, James. We've got some big international sort of series this week, but we've also got a couple of important Australian dramas. And two outstanding Australian dramas, in my opinion. So that's fantastic. We often talk about a great Aussie show, but to get two amazing new dramas in one week, it's really exciting. Yeah, it is, because there's often weeks we go by where we don't really have anything, do we? We Yeah. Anything homegrown we can talk about, but there's certainly some this week. Look, I'd like to start, though, with Love and Death. Yeah. Now, basically because... It's a same story that was on a show that we really loved last year. Yeah, so was that show you're talking about, Candy, that we watched with Jessica Biel? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's not the same murder case, is it? But it's very similar? No, it's the same murder case. You're kidding, it's the same show? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, then why have they (laughs) made it, James? Honestly, I was watching it thinking... This is very similar to Candy. Um, And, you know, when David E. Kelly makes a show, you kind of sit up and pay attention and think, well, he must have a new twist on it. But, I mean, I watched those first two episodes. So the first two episodes dropped on Binge last week. I watched them both. And, I mean, I liked it, James, but, gee, it was slow. Like, it it felt to me like, oh, God, get on with it. They're taking an awful long time, you know, about – this, you know, a church group, and there's a woman in the church group who wants to have an affair with, uh, you know, the husband of one of her friends. And they spend almost an hour negotiating the terms of the affair, and it just goes on and on. And I was like, I'm kind of liking this show, but wow, when are they actually going to do something? Yeah, I quite like the slow burn of it. It sort of to me, it, it lent it to, I mean, it's based on a crime that happens in in Texas, 1980. Yeah. Um, I love the period recreation. That, yes, well done. Uh, done a great job. The And just the sort of the the scene, they lots of scenes of the cars driving around in this, this small town, Texas, the, the great big gas guzzlers they were still driving. In. I, I am going to correct you on that date, though, because it starts in 1978. And because if you think about it, they go off to the movies to watch Grease, you know, at the cinema. That's 1978. That's the vibe. So it's definitely that year because I love the scene where then the little girl wants to go dressed as um, Sandy in a, a Olivia Newton-John when she's dressed up as the slutty version at the end of Grease and the mother says, that's not suitable for a little girl. I told you not to take that film. It's, it's not suitable. And the guy goes, oh, my God, it's Grease. But, you know, I, I mean, I do remember that in 1978. There there were questions even then where people were like saying, is, is this a kid's film? I'm not quite sure about this message at the end of the film. Yeah, but I don't think the crime actually happened till 1980. But let's right, not there you go. Let's not bicker over two years, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing that that really got me excited was the cast. Yeah, I thought that was the biggest. Thing. Well, David E. Kelly's script's pretty good too. I just like the, I, I love the um, the character of um, Candy played by Elizabeth Olsen, and and she's so great in this. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. And then, of course, I really love it that you get, is it Jesse Plemons who plays the, the man? She, 
Yeah, and yeah. he's the real life wife of real life husband of Kirsten Dunst. You know, they made a TV show together, fell in love, and and got married. Um, yeah, of course, it's the same show. Her name is Candy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but um, you Jesse Plemons. You mentioned him. He plays the lover, Alan Gore. He's sort yeah. of a, a reluctant lover at first, you know, but she sort of weaves a bit of a web that uh, draws him in, and um. He's up for it. The um, he played George in the Power of the Dog. He yes, he did. So good in that, and he was also in the U.S. version of No Activity. Yeah, right. Was he? I never watched the U.S. version of that. I think that he and Kirsten Dunst were in a era version of Fargo. I think they were yep. in that prequel, and I think that's where they met and fell in love. Well, the TV series, I think. The TV series of Fargo. Yeah, yep, it's yep. great. She was great in that. Although the thing that really probably excites me most is—is is it Patrick Fugit? Is that he pronounce his surname? Yeah. Well, it's Candy's husband, Pat. Right. Now, he was the, the young journo in Almost Famous. Oh, that's right. Look at that face. I can see it now. Yeah. That baby face is growing up. Wow. <laughs> William Miller was his character with the young ju- Rolling Stone journalist, which was yes. sort of based around, it was a sort of autobiographical story by Cameron Crowe, really. Yeah. He wrote it, directed it, and the central character was based on him. Yeah, so, and that's one of your favourite films, isn't it, Almost Famous? Absolutely, yeah. Look, it's it's right up there for me. Look, he, interestingly, he's such a, a significant role in such a great movie, but his career never really hit big heights after that. No. He's had good little bit parts here and there, but but nothing really significant, which was sort of surprising. It's that transition, isn't it, uh, between yeah. uh, going from the kids' film to kids' films or being a child actor, and then moving up to you know more adults. Some of them it takes them a few years to get across there, right? Yeah, some never do it, of course, because it, you've you've really got to start again when you become an adult actor, haven't you? What what you've done in the past, yeah, never really helps you. In fact, it can be a drawback. But, I mean, look at uh, the success we've just seen of Ki-Hu Kwan, who's just won the Academy Award for Best Actor after he played, you know, Harrison Ford's sidekick in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom all those years ago. Uh, and I'm noticing that he gets a cameo in the fifth Indiana Jones movie that's coming out. So uh, that'll be great to see uh, those two characters reunited after all these years. Yeah, and I sort of – I was wondering if I've seen um... – have I seen Elizabeth um, Olsen, Olsen in much in the past? No, I haven't, because she spent so much time making Marvel superhero movies. Yeah. She plays you- uh, the Scarlet Witch, I think it is, but I never watch any of that stuff. Yeah, well, she was in that show WandaVision, and I'm like you. I'm not big on uh, the Marvel stuff, but WandaVision, the TV series on Disney Plus, was interesting because each episode of the show was set – it was presented like a sitcom. So the first episode was like a black and white I Love Lucy sitcom, and then they moved into the Brady Bunch era where they had the – the shake pole carpet. So I was watching WandaVision going, I really love the homage to US sitcoms. But then once it gets to the the Marvel magic stuff, that's when I lose interest. Yeah, same, same. Look, we've got a bit to crack on with. So look, Love and Death, I really liked it. I, You could watch both, I reckon, and enjoy both. Probably don't want to watch them 
back to back. Um, Candy, or I mean, we both watched Candy first. I'm we enjoying did. Love and Death. I don't think it matters which one you watch. The, 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 the way both actresses play Candy is slightly different. I think, um, Jessica Bill was a lot more vibrant and a bit more confident, you know, a bit yeah. more powerful, whereas, um, Elizabeth Olsen just plays was a little bit more gently, gentle yeah. character. I, yeah, I think we might see her change as the series grows, of course, but um, that's that's the way it appears to me. Yeah, okay, so let's have a quick look at Citadel before we get to the Aussie things. Um, yep, six episodes, I think, in the first series. I've seen the first two, me but too. What I just struck me as I watched this was this is James Bond as a TV series. That's yeah. Well, I actually thought James Bond crossed with Mission Impossible. Yeah. You know that opening scene. I was like, oh, this is a bit of a a bit of a riff on both of them. Yeah, and and I didn't mind that. I thought that was quite good. I thought that you know no one's ever really done as an original for TV. I don't think like this. I mean, it's a big budget. You know, there's big explosions. Yeah. Um, You've got to sort of leave believability behind you because Do it's, you no ever. Good, it's no good they're saying, oh, as if, you know, because yeah, exactly. you'd be saying it in every scene. So you've just got to sort of let it wash over you. And I, I found it really enjoyable. Well, this is Amazon Prime dumping hundreds of millions of dollars on a TV series again. I think if The Lord of the Rings is the most expensive TV series ever made, the prequel they just did, here they are now coming up with the second. They say $300 million. And, you know, I I remember I didn't watch Lord of the Rings, not my thing. I remember people saying that some of it, you know, I did watch that first episode and went, that clearly looks like a set to me when they're inside a mountain. And mm. I must admit, when I was watching Citadel, that opening sequence on the train, the bullet train speeding through the Italian Alps, there were times I looked at the footage of the train and went, that actually looks like a cartoon. The special effects I didn't think were fantastic. And it's like, wow, what does $300 million buy you if you can't even have a train going down a track without it looking really obvious that it's not real yeah yeah that didn't worry me too much i was sort of i i I went along for the ride excuse the pun um again look this has got a really good cast which was sort of helped it across the line for me you know because yeah yeah i I wanted to see these people in these situations agreed i mean richard madison as mason kane richard madden i'm sorry richard madden yeah as um as um mason kane He, he was really good i thought he was. He's really solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it Priyanka Chopra Jonas? Yes. As as uh, Mason Kane is a spy. She's the other sort of co lead character, if you like. Yeah, she's they, fabulous. Oh, they play the two spies. That 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 was wonderful. And I don't know if if anybody was looking at the um the Met Gala on Monday, they would have seen her on the red carpet with her um husband. That, one of the – I'm not sure which – is it Nick Jonas? I'm not sure which one. I think one she's is. married to Nick Jonas. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's one of the one of the Jonas brothers anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley Tucci is in this. He's like the spy boss. Um, he gets into a little bit of trouble in the in the opening episodes. Won't give too much away there. But I thought he was good. Somebody was trying to convince me he's too overexposed at the moment. No. I don't think so. I mean – I mean, he's, he writes he's right 
you know, he's been books, he does some docos, he does his drama, but but I I can take lots of Stanley Tucci. Yeah, and but of course the the actress that really sold it for me when I saw that Leslie Manville was in it playing the most evil British politician, I was like, right, okay. Because, you know, the, the train thing was making me go, oh, God, what am I watching here? But then when she arrived to play the villainess, I was like, okay, now you've got me. Yeah, yeah. And um, Ashley Cummings, which I never knew much about beforehand, she plays um, Mason Kane's partner, Abby, yep. Yep. Um, Australian actress. Wow, that's yeah. right. She is too. Yeah, yeah. She's um, Australian actress. She played. She, that's it. Oh my God, the one from Puby Blues. Yes, yes. Correct. Wow, yeah. I didn't pick her. That is amazing. I know she went. She, I remember her being in Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. She went on yes. there as kind of Miss Fisher's assistant. And then she went down to New Zealand and did West Side and took on the role of uh, Cheryl Miller, made famous by Robin Malcolm in Outrageous Fortune. And then I lost track of her. Wow. The next episode of Citadel, I'll really pay attention to that. I didn't notice it was Ashley Cummings at yeah. all. She doesn't have a lot to do in that opening episode, but her no. character really develops as the um, – as the series moves on, yeah. She was Debbie Vickers in um Puberty yeah. Blurts. Yeah, a show that I've always wanted to watch again. That's one of my ones on the list that like that, you know, I love that TV adaptation of it so much. Yeah, same. So look, that's um Citadel. Uh Amazon Prime, look, they jacked their price up to uh things that Went up $3 maybe this week. Uh, um, went up substantially, didn't it? Yeah, they announced it this week. I think it goes up in June. But, look, it's still under 10 bucks For me, it's still probably a good buy because they've had some good stuff recently, you know. They've, um, well, you know, their stuff is really big budget and it looks yeah. big budget. I mean, look at the marvellous Mrs. Maisel. You know, the, the amount of money they spend just on the costumes alone, you know, you can see the money on the screen with their shows a lot of the time. Yeah, look, Daisy Jones and the Six was another favourite. Yeah, the power. Look how much money they've spent on the power we just watched with Tony Collette. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's um, I think you're getting value. And there's all you get Amazon Music, you get uh, access to lots of books you can read for free. So there, it's uh, I, I, for me, it's, it, it does it. Look, six episodes. I think they're doing franchises for other markets, two of the Citadel. Oh, I've read that. Yeah. So we'll we'll be there'll be more more to come uh, about this one. Look, let's look at these um two Australian series. Do you want to go with North Shore first? Yeah. North Shore is the new uh, murder mystery beginning on Channel 10 next week. Wow, James, this is the best Aussie drama 10 have done in years. They sent me the first two episodes. I gobbled them up. If they'd sent me the next four, I would have cancelled what I was doing that night to watch it. I thought this show was so good. And, you know, murder mysteries like this, they're a dime a dozen, but there's something so, so good about this with the casting of the show. It's basically about a body is found in the harbour and it turns out that the body is that of, it's the daughter of like the trade commissioner, the British trade commissioner. And uh, so she's played by Joanna Froggart, 
who is, uh, of course, we know her from Downton Abbey. And she's been in Australia before because she came out and played Joanne Lees when we made the dramatisation of that, which I think Tim did too. So she plays the British politician who has to jump on a plane and come down and identify the body. But okay. this is where the casting is just superb, James, because the uh, the British police, because she's a politician, they decide to send a British detective down and he's played by John Bradley, who was in Game of Thrones. And he is so sensational in this role. And he plays the British detective who comes down here and the Aussie detectives don't want him on the case. They just go, well, what, what's he doing here? He's just an observer. I don't understand why he's here. And they treat him really badly. And he's such a lovely guy and he's got these beautiful soulful eyes you're really with him and of course he's the guy that's just very quietly uh picking up on a lot of things that the smart ass aussies are missing um and it's just so great as they start to investigate it and then they get into it it's really interesting james because she's a politician it turns out that there's a they re reference the labor party yeah and there's a uh, the leader of the opposition he is, and he's played by Matt Passmore, who we haven't seen on screen for a while, who actually looked to me like he should be playing Chris Minns, the New South Wales <laughs> Labor Premier. There's a resemblance there, but he plays the, the leader of the opposition. And as the, the story develops, there's a reason why he's involved in this murder mystery. Look, it's just so great. And I'm so thrilled with the cast. There's Reese Muldoon's in there. There and uh, Rob Carlton, and it's a really, really interesting murder mystery. And I love the mix of politics, and I'm just loving uh, John uh, Stan John Bradley's performance in this. I can't say enough things about this North Shore beginning on ten next week. I loved it. Oh yeah, look, I'll certainly get into that. I um I haven't been able to preview that myself, but um yeah, look, that cast is really interesting too. Matt Pasmore, um, best known maybe to a lot of Aussie viewers for McLeod's Daughters, but he's yep. also in your favourite series, Frayed, I think, too. Yes, it? yes, he was. He played the kind of, uh, yeah, he was great in that. He did a bit of comedy. Yeah. All right. So now something else I haven't seen is Safe Home coming to SBS. Yeah, so, you know, they've just, SBS has just been running this great, you know, three-part documentary from Jess Hill about, you know, consent. And now they follow up with this fantastic drama called Safe Home, which is very much a, a drama about domestic violence and particularly coercion. Um, and you have this uh, young girl played by Aisha D, who is uh, in PR, who comes to work for this department that, that deals with victims of domestic violence. Violence. Virginia Gay is her boss in there. She's working with Mabel Lee, that great actress we've seen recently. She was in Gold Mountain. Um, and Antonia Preble, I just mentioned Outrageous Fortune before. She's in this as well uh, as one of the staff. But what what's happening is whilst you're seeing this action set in the domestic violence uh, office and what's going on there, you're also seeing this story of a wife an older wife played by Janet Andrew Wather, who is from Prisoner and Neighbours, and she's got this husband that loves his horse, and he is doing the most horrific things to her. He's presenting himself in this small country town as a really nice guy who's worried about his wife, but behind the scenes he is doing awful, awful things to her, like locking her outside of the house late at night on freezing cold nights. And you can see her 
really preparing that she's going to have to stash some cash away and run. And honestly, my heart is was in my mouth watching her scenes, this feeling of dread that is built um, as to whether or not she's going to get away. So I've only seen one out of, I think it's four episodes, but a really, really strong debut for Safe Home, which begins on SBS next Thursday. Now, um, yeah, so they're going to four episodes. The first two are on Thursday, May 11. Yep. The second two are on Thursday, May 18. Wow. All four, though, on SBS On Demand from May 11. Great. Okay, I'll be able to binge it there then. I'll do it that way. Now, what I didn't realise is this is the um, the first series from Imogen Banks at her new TV home. She's got, a, yep. I think, her own new um, production company, Kindling Pictures. Wow. Well, we love Imogen Banks, don't we? Yeah, you're a big fan of a lot of her stuff, aren't you? Oh, yeah? God, yeah. Yeah, everything she's done I've loved. Yeah, yeah. So good stuff. So watch out for that. Look, what I have been watching, I didn't have time for, for these Aussie ones. I've been spending too much time watching one of the seasons of The Diplomat. <laughs> Which version of The Diplomat, James? You really threw me. Um, I thought I was going mad. You told me to watch The Diplomat, so I popped on Foxtel and there was a brand new show called The Diplomat and I watched it and went, you know, I could have sworn that Kerry Russell was in this show. And then a couple of nights later, I went on to Netflix. Would you believe that there are two shows called The Diplomat out now? And there is another version of the show called Kerry Russell. So is this the one you're talking about now? Yep, the Kerry Russell one's the one right. I've watched all eight episodes of that. It's uh, it's on Netflix, and I thought it was great. Um, Kerry Russell plays a US ambassador to Great Britain, Kate Wyler. The interesting twist is that she is married to an ex-ambassador yeah. played by Rufus Sewell, who yeah. is Kate Wyler, who and turning the tables has to be like the the handbag, if you like, to the ambassador. He yeah. has to take the the role that usually the wife plays to him when there's a male ambassador. So there's a there's a whole sort of um, subtext about how he deals with that because um, people still, you know, when she's first appointed, people still regard him maybe as the. As the real ambassador, she might know what she's doing. She's got a background in foreign affairs. She's been a, a specialist who's taken on this really sort of major role um, in the UK. Yeah, it's, for me, it was it's a bit like a modern yes minister. It's, um, it gives you some amazing stuff behind the scenes of of how um, the you know the PR spinners work with the public servants. I just found all that stuff intriguing, but I mean, it's sort of yes, minister. With added, there's a real lot of um, international affairs going on. There's a lot of interaction with Russia. Um, yeah. There's talk about Ukraine, so it's all very current. Um, what's happened in the Ukraine? What's happened in Afghanistan um, and other countries in the Middle East? So I just found all that intriguing. And there's also a bunch of love stories playing out in it as well. So there's there's a real lot to engage with across the series. Um, Kerry Russell's great. Never really watched her in a lot of stuff. I know she's got a a, a 
a, a role in Cocaine Bear at the moment, which is <laughs> a movie I want to watch. But she's best known for two very long-running series, I think, The Americans and Felicity. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And, and this is a change of pace for her. She plays the character like they make a real big deal about the fact that, you know, her hair's a bit messy, that she's <laughs> not big on fashion. Um, oh, look, I did want to slap her a few times, you know, <laughs> when they were trying to get her to wear a nice dress for the, for the photos, official photos, and she's like, I don't have time for this. You know, I'm here to save the world. It was like, oh, God, get over yourself. This is part of the job. Um, I thought it was really interesting that the American president in it is played by Michael McKean, who, you know, is is known for doing so much comedy. And to see him playing the president, I thought was interesting casting there as well. Yeah, look, he does it. He does a great job. And uh, shout out to Rory Kinnear, too, who's the yeah. uh, the British prime minister, I think. Yeah. Nicole Trowbridge, Trowbridge. Um, yeah. he's fantastic. And just the the interaction between him and the U.S. president, him and the U.S. ambassador, him, yeah. and, his, him and his sort of British for, uh, foreign secretary, it's, I, it's just really fascinating. I just really enjoyed that. I mean, I was lucky enough to see Rory Kinnear at a, a live taping of a podcast in London last May a British podcast called The Take with um, Mark Commode and Simon Mayo, and which is about ostensibly about movies. And I think he was in, um, oh, what's the Tom Cruise big movie? Um, Mission Impossible. No, no, the, the Air Force One. Oh, Top Gun? Top Gun. Uh, Top yeah, Gun. right. Rory right. had a part in that, I think. Did you pick the Aussie actress in The Diplomat? No, I haven't. Right, so it's you. So you know when she gets to the the house, and there's the very proper British person there that says, "Here, Mom, I'll take you through the house." Well, that's Penny Downey, who was an Australian actress okay. who would probably be best known here in Australia to fans of Prisoner because she played an artist in Prisoner who was this fabulous painter and ends up inside, and uh, you know, so she was kind of did a lot of stuff in the seventies. She was in the box and probably uh, the Sullivans, and then she moved over to the UK, you know, and um, has been there ever since. But, yeah, those Aussie actors, they still keep on going. Well, she's been in, you know, just having a quick look here. She was in The Crown. She's been in Downton Abbey. Yep, yep. She's done very well over there, hasn't she? She's good with that British accent, clearly. <laughs> yeah, been in Vera, um, yeah, lots of stuff. Yeah, and started her, her career in Brisbane at Twelfth Night Theatre. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a good pickup. Well done, well done. So yeah, so look, I I really loved um I really loved the diplomat. Now quickly, what is the other diplomat? Okay, so the other diplomat, and see, I watched this show first. So and I must admit, when I was watching it, I was the the one thing that really struck me about it was I was like going, yeah, you know, this is really kind of believable. It was just about the uh the British. Foreign Office in Barcelona, um, and you see this sequence with this uh, these people working on a luxury boat, and um, this the the bartender says to the waitress, "Hey, you know, you and I should nick one of the jet skis and go out and have a bit of fun later." And she goes, "Oh, you can't do that." And the next thing, he is found drowned, and so his father is sent over from the UK, and uh, the diplomat in this show, played by Sophie Rundle, who we love from Gentleman Jack. 
back. She meets him at the airport and takes him to identify the body. And it seems it's just like very cut and dry case. He he, he had cocaine and alcohol in his system. So he was doing this jet ski. But the, the father says, no, 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 my son wouldn't take drugs. And the fantastic Spanish detective who speaks in a sexy Spanish voice says, well, you know, sir, the, the drugs are in his system. And, you know, as they start to look into it, yeah, there's a couple of inconsistencies there. And then we begin another story and you can sort of see that all these things are kind of weaving together. It's really well done, James. And I would encourage you that now that you've finished one diplomat to get yourself stuck into this next one. I don't know if there's ever been so much good stuff around in just no. one month, you know, like it's amazing the um, the list. Well, okay, yeah, look, I'll definitely chase up that. So th- this second diplomat's on Binge and Foxtel, right? Correct. Yes, okay. it's a British show. I think it's made for Sky TV. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Six, six episodes. So that's not. But it's all filmed in Barcelona, so it's you know it's oh, just no. okay. so wonderful and, and and great to see it there. No, I I I've got that wrong. It's made by BBC Studios, but it looks like a co-production with uh, Spanish TV. It's just so great to see you know a, a series where you know in that fabulous city, and um, yeah, I just really really liked it. Yeah, well, it's quick. The other, the other diplomat, the Kerry Russell one, the the filming of that is brilliant too. That the house they use is the um, U.S. ambassador's residence looks amazing, and that fight at the series ends at the Louvre in um, oh, Paris. And unless there's some very clever special effects, they're actually in there filming outside, and then they seem to be inside as well. So there's no expense spared there. And it ends on a cliffhanger, I believe, because I saw something on social media. Netflix put it out saying, don't worry, a season two has been confirmed. The diplomat will return. Well, I didn't want to mention that, but now you've brought it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you like to say that because people watch it and get to the end and think, oh, God, why have I watched all that if there isn't a proper ending? Hilariously, these friends of mine said to me, oh, we've been watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's all great. And then they said, but it just kind of finishes and <laughs> I, I, it doesn't have an ending. And then I realized, I said, no, 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 it's in the middle of its last season. There's still four or five episodes because they're not okay. watching it week by week like we are. They just binged it all, all four seasons or five seasons over the past few days and thought the last episode they saw was the ending and an incomplete one, but yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Look, the last show this week is um, possibly the most intriguing one. I found it a bit troublesome. White House plumbers. Yeah. I don't know. Is it just me or is it? No, it's not just you, James. Here we go again. We've just talked about the fact that there's Candy and Love and Death, two shows about the same thing. And from the moment White House Plumbers started, I was thinking to myself, why am I watching this? We just had a TV show about the Watergate break-in last year on Stan called Gaslit with Julia Roberts and Sean Penn. And it's like, how can you better that? It was so fantastic. And whilst it wasn't specifically about the Watergate break-in, that was the the big event that kind of drove all the drama in it. And here we are now again, this time doing it with a kind of a a comic tone about Gordon Liddy as played by Justin Theroux and Woody Harrelson playing another government operative. And I just thought, I watched the first two episodes, which is setting it all up, getting up to Watergate. And I was going, I'm sorry, what? 
what is the point of this? It's mm. not that funny. Um, it's beautifully recreated. The seven, the yeah. 70s recreation is great. I love those actors, Woody Harrelson, and I love Lena Headey from Game of Thrones and Judy Greer as their wives. There's all these funny little moments in it, but I'm kind of going, what, what is the point of all this? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't quite look when, and when I first saw Woody Harrelson, I thought, what is he doing? <laughs> it, it was seen to be a, like a caricature and a, I don't know, I, to me, he's better than that, you know? I just thought he was really hamming it up almost and, and making it almost like a semi comedy or something correct that's the tone of it the tone of it is is really kind of like this is like a big comedy and they're sending these guys up as being absolute dills and look i'm sure that you know some of their ideas are ridiculous that's one take on it but it's a it's a real event that had real life consequences and yeah it's, it's a very very bizarre piece of tv and i'm not quite sure why they've made it yeah, look, I'm not a big fan. I'd, I'll be tempted to go back, but I, looking at this list here, I'm not going to have time. No. I mean, um, and it it's was an very- HBO show too. You know, you kind of yeah. think, well, they, you know, they must have had some faith in it to have made it. Yeah. Look, there, there's some good female parts. Judy Greer's in it as um, uh, Gordon Liddy's wife, Alina yep. Eddy as, um, as uh, Howard Hunt's wife. But to me, it was very too blokey. Yeah. It's too sort of macho. And I thought it would have been great to maybe tell it from the point of view of one of the wives or something and yeah. go to it that way. But to me, it's just too many blokes sitting around smoking and, and you know. Yeah, yeah plotting and planning and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, very a very bizarre. The tone of it I don't think is quite right. Yeah, yeah, no. Not, not a big fan. That's – um. I can give you the tip. That's not going to be my show of the week. No. Oh, God, yeah, a show of the week. My God, how are we going to pick that? I can't (laughs) know what I'm going to say. My show of the week is North Shore on 10. You know, I just, I love my Aussie dramas. And, you know, sometimes when we do these co-productions with the UK, you know, you go, it was good, but, you know, nothing to write home about. This one, I really, really love. The performances are great. So North Shore is my TV show of the week. Yeah, look, I, I guess I can't do that because I haven't seen it, so which is, isn't fair to them. But I, if I do view it and it's better than what we have on the week <laughs> I watch, I'll, I'll nominate it then. But I think I've got to go The Diplomat. Yeah, which one? The Kerry Russell the version? Kerry Russell, Rufus okay. Sewell. Yeah. Um, yeah, just them as the husband and wife in what's almost an on-again, off-again relationship. I mean, it, the tone of the whole thing, the look of it, they've just got it all right for me. So yeah, that's definitely uh, definitely my show. Nice one. All right. So uh, anything else to talk about? We should mention the, um, I think we're a week away from Eurovision. Yes, we're Um, getting very close to that. And of course, we'll have King Charles, the coronation on Saturday on TV, and then we'll have that coronation concert. Channel 7 have got the rights to that on Monday. And of course, um, we know that a lot of stars said no to the coronation concert. It's going to be interesting to see who actually turns up and how memorable it will be. I've got to admit, I'll probably be watching because even though I'd call myself a Republican, I don't think that means I want to get rid of the royal family. I think there's a good perp. I like the historical thing and I think think it's a good business 
for the UK, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, keeps people employed, you know, and they do good work, you know, yeah. stuff. So I think there's a place for it. I just don't think it should have any formal role in uh, running of uh, of government. So, yeah. And, so, And I and guess that- the other thing that we should mention too, James, is that MasterChef, which was meant to start Monday, May the 1st, but uh, was bumped because of the shock death of uh, Judge Jock Zonfrillo, will now begin on Sunday night, May the 7th. And my understanding is that I think 10 are going to do a, a tribute to Jock before that first episode airs. Yeah, I think it's like a special episode of uh, the project that will be. Yeah. 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 Shocking news. Not much we can say about that, of course. Mm. But yeah, well, really, um, really sad when that news broke earlier this week. Yeah. All righty. So shows of the week North Shore on 10 from Andrew, The Diplomat on Netflix from me. Um, We'll be back again next week. Look, don't forget, you can send us a note. Send us what you're watching. Send us what you think we got right, what you think we got wrong. Did we miss anything? Uh, Email us at comments at tvgold.au. See you soon, Andrew. Great, James. Have a good week.